Alright, so today I want to talk to you about a lie. When Michael asked me yesterday, he said, I want, to, I want you to talk to the boys' chapel. He said, do whatever you want to talk about. Alright, so thanks for the direction, Michael. I appreciate that. So I thought, okay, so when I was a camper, what was I going through? And when I was a camper, I believed this lie. And it's been around for a really long time in our church, and it's still around today. Like all lies, it comes from Satan. And he loves this one. And it's this one that I hear over and over again. I hear it today, I heard it was your age. And what's the crazy, the crazy thing about this lie is I hear it most often in people's prayers. And it's this terrible cliche. And it goes something like this. You all bow your heads, and the guy's leading the prayer, and he says, bless our youth group, because they are the church of tomorrow. Or maybe it's something like, you know, God, watch over our youth, because they are the future leaders. And I'll be honest with you, when I was your age, I loved that lie. Because the pressure was off, baby. Right? Because I bought into that lie, lock, stock, and barrel. And why shouldn't I? Because if you've got an elder or a preacher or this guy who's got all this wisdom, who's a leader in the church, he stands up and he says that I'm the church of tomorrow, whatever that means, or I'm a future leader, Man, that's pretty sweet. Because that means that this whole relationship with Jesus, that doesn't have to happen right now. That's not really something that's that important. It's something that's going to happen in the future when I'm in that church of tomorrow. Right? So when I was in middle school, I thought, well, you know, I'm just a young kid. I'm part of that church of tomorrow, not right now. So I'll focus on that stuff when I'm in high school. So when I was in high school, guess what Satan said to me? Hey, you know what? You're not technically an adult. You know, you're still a kid. You've got time. So I said, Satan, you're right. College. That's when I can get really serious about Jesus when I go off to college. Because you know what? I'm going to a Christian college. So it's going to be really easy. So then I get to college. And then you start getting involved in stuff. And maybe, occasionally, study. But it's not that important. So I get involved in all this stuff and I'm so busy and I think, you know what? Well, I just don't have the time right now. You know? Uh, I'm so busy. I've got the rest of my life to develop this relationship with Jesus and to be serious about it. So you know what? I'll just wait till after then. Just give me a couple of years. Because right now, I don't have the time to go all in To push my chips in the middle like James was talking about on Sunday night. 
And so if I can't do it and be fully committed with my whole heart, then why bother? I was a nine-year camper here at fifth session. The best session, by the way. You guys are second best, so it's okay. Fifth session. Nine years. Every single opportunity I had to come up here, I came up here. Right? And so every time I come back here as an old person, I think, why in the world did I not try to become a counselor? If I'm up here every single summer that I can be up here, when I got to college, why did I not try? It's because I wasn't ready spiritually. At that point in my life, I was so spiritually immature because I have bought into that lie that Satan told me, you don't have to worry about it now. It's something that's going to happen in the future. So an example of my spiritual immaturity, I went to Harding. There's nothing bad to say about Harding. This is saying bad stuff about me. At Harding, you have to take, sorry, you get to take a Bible class every semester. So I got to study for those Bible classes, right? So in my mind, in my mindset, I'm thinking, you know what? Well, I'm studying for these tests that I have that are covering parts of the Bible, so clearly that means I'm studying the Bible, right? Check mark, that counts. That was my mindset. It's completely ridiculous, but again, it's because I believe Satan when he told me you don't have to develop a relationship with Jesus. And I didn't know what that looked like. So when I, when I went off to college, to this Christian college that was going to be great and do wonderful things for me, I thought, well, studying for a test counts. That's what a relationship looks like. Because I didn't know any better. And if you've bought into this belief that your relationship with Jesus is something that's going to happen in the future or you're part of this church of tomorrow or whatever that junk is that Satan tells you, if you believe that, then why does today matter? I can live however I want. I can do whatever I want. Just tell me, God, just tell me at what age I become a member of this church. Right? And at that point, I can sort of flip this switch and me and Jesus, you know, we'll have this relationship then. I can do it then. I loved that lie. Because it took the pressure off. And Satan still loves that lie. Now, I know that school is out for you guys, so that means like various parts of your brain have shut off for the summer. Like the algebra part is like, and it's like baseball or basketball camp stuff now. So stick with me, because we're going to do a little bit of history. Just a little bit. Don't worry. It's obviously easy to do with guys. For some reason, guys like history. Girls don't. So I can't do this in girls' chapel. Because my wife falls asleep when I start talking about history stuff with her. I don't get what it is. Not being sexist, I'm just making a random generalization, you know. 
Um, you know when you're old, like you're an old man, when you really look forward to sitting down and watching the History Channel on TV. Like, that's when you know you're old. Like, that, that's it right there. So come back with me in time a little over 2,000 years ago. There are these men, highly respected, highly revered Jewish men who go around the countryside preaching and teaching all throughout Israel. And the people that follow them are called students. It's the word that in your Bible says disciples. And the way their schools were run and set up were way different than ours are today. Because it was around the age of 15 when you started following the rabbi you wanted to follow. And so when we read in the Gospels about Jesus calling them one by one, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, those guys were most likely freshmen in high school. Now we see the paintings of them with like these big, long, scraggly beards and stuff, you know? No way! Unless they're like Chad or Joey and they could like grow beards at 12 years old. Like these guys were 15 when they started following Jesus. And if you 5th, 6th, and 7th graders are like, oh, I don't have to do this until I'm 15, don't kid yourself because this whole process started when you were 4 years old back then. And if you want to talk about more about that, I love that stuff. So hit me up, yo, after chapel. We can do that. And when you followed a rabbi, it was something that you did not do on the weekends and then maybe on Wednesday night if you're really good. This was every single second of every single day you followed this person around because you loved him, because you craved, you desired to have a relationship with this person that you're following. They didn't buy into the lie that that's something that's going to happen in the future. It was right then. And when they read the scripture like Isaiah 43 and it says, I have called you by name, they thought, that's me. And you know what? That's every single one of us sitting here today. He's already called us. It happened way back at the time of Isaiah. He says, you are mine right now. You are God's. It's not something that happens when you're 30 years old sitting in a cubicle in your office typing on your computer. It's today. Peter says you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a people of his own. Today, you are. And in John 15, 16, Jesus himself says, I chose you. Not I'm going to choose you later on when you get your act together or when you get your life together. It's already happened. It's all past or present tense. If we want to do some English lessons, since we already did some history, why not? So what is our response to this? If you've bought into this lie that Satan tells you, 
Or if there is any other reason that you've come up with, or Satan's come up with, where you think to yourself, you know what, that's just something that I can take care of later on. Not that big a deal right now. It's today. It's right now. And look where we are, gentlemen. There's no better place to start. Here we are, a mile and a half closer to heaven, surrounded by our eternal brothers in Christ, who Chad says they've got your back. These are your brothers who will do anything for you. They will pray with you. They will study with you. They will encourage you. Find them. Don't be like me. Don't waste the significant time in your life where you think, well, this relationship with Jesus is something that's going to happen later. And if you, hear, if you go back to your church and you hear somebody pray about the church of tomorrow, go confront them, man. They're wrong. Because you guys sitting here right now are the church of today. You are the leaders of today. No matter where you are or where you go. So let's live like that. Let's live lives that reflect that Jesus Christ has already chosen us. And we live our lives in response to Him choosing me. Thank you.